Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Hey, bud. Who, me? Shh. Who, me? Right. How would you like to buy an old, round, and neat? A nearly perfect circle, tidy and complete. It'll cost you just a nickel. A nickel? Shh. A nickel. Right. So buy the old and take it home tonight. All right, I'll take it. Inmate, you're under arrest for the attempted purchase of an illegal vow. What? But the, but the guy just... Sorry, kid. They caught me pushing punctuation outside of Hooper's store. It was either this or prison. Well, I trusted you. Sir, get into the car, please. Watch your head. It's the best of Sarcastic Voyage. Volume 1. Featuring Ron Algar Watt, Matt Robotham, and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now for a limited time at any participating McBurgerty's restaurant, it's gravy shots. Two ounces of our artery-clogging gravy served up hot in a commemorative shot glass. Chug it down fast before it congeals. Gravy shots from McBurgerty's. You're listening to KROO Radio, The Bounce, Australia's only functioning radio station. Now here's your host, Bruce and the Wallaby. Good day, and welcome to another beautiful Australian Monday morning with Bruce and a Wallaby. I'm Bruce. And I'm the Wallaby, and we've got another great morning of the greatest Australian hits of yesterday and today. And due to strictly enforced Australian content laws, we can look forward to another eight straight hours of ACDC, Silverchair, Rolf Harris, and... Yahoo fucking serious. Yeah, Bruce, don't do this to me again, not on the air. As well as over 84 unique covers of Waltzy Matilda. Bruce, knock it off. And the didgeridoo music, it's constant. We have other music, real music, culture for God's sake. Well, folks, we'll be right back after... Do not go to commercial. I'm sick of this shit. Ah, jeez, Bruce, settle down, we're going to get in trouble. I don't care. It's the same thing every day, year after year, over and over. Hey, we're recording in here. Hey, get, get, get off of me. Oh, mate, don't hurt him. Oh, get off, get off of me, let go. You don't dare Well, it's top of the hour. Traffic's moving at a brisk pace in downtown Melbourne. And now here is... Here's Waltzing Matilda. Another day, another boring cereal. I am the boring old breakfast cereal. Wow, Count Chocula. That's correct, child. I am Count Chocula, the breakfast vampire. Did you bring me delicious Count Chocula cereal? Uh, sure. But first, uh, how's about we have a look at that delicious looking neck of yours? Uh, what are you doing? Hold still, my boy. Soon you will be. Uh, Hold it, ugly. You killed him. Yeah, kind of in the job description. I'm Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. 
from TV. Oh, well, that's cool, I guess. Come on, I'm basically famous. I mean, yeah, like a hundred years ago. What? We've only been off the air since 2003. I was born in 2003. Well, I mean, we still have a regular comic coming out. I just said I was 10. I don't read comics. Look, do you want to hear about my cereal or not? Not really. Every bowl of Buffy brand cereal comes with delicious marshmallows shaped like snakes, crucifixes, swords, the gun that killed Tara, the axe that killed Anya, and the brain tumor that killed my mom. What's a blue rectangle? A door for Dawn to slam. And every bowl comes with delicious wheat... Ugh. Slayer nets. When did you ever use a net? Every bowl comes with a free spike toy. Didn't he try the... Shut up! Hello, 811. There's a fire in here! Please! Please send help! Oh, I'm sorry. We can't help with actual emergencies. You've reached 811, the hotline for lesser emergencies. The the first two floors have collapsed and I can't see my hand for all the smoke and... Sir, I told you, this number is for lesser emergencies. Please clear the line. Hello, 811. Hello, this is Pierre von Bob, the world-renowned mushroom physicist. I'm sorry, did you say mushroom physics? That is correct. And... What is that, exactly? Well, imagine if you had a pack of circus peanuts. The candy? Correct. Actually... No, never mind that. Imagine an elephant. A full-grown elephant? Yes. Now imagine this elephant was launched on a rocket capable of going the speed of light. I thought nothing could go the speed of light, except light. I said imagine! Okay. And as it approaches infinite velocity, it also approaches infinite mass. That means that this elephant is literally everywhere in the universe. Sir, do you have an emergency for us? A lesser emergency? No, I'm just lonely. Hello, 811. This is Aaron Fawcett. How can I help you, Mr. Fawcett? My new car doesn't have any keys. Uh... You just carry this dongle fob around and it senses that you're in the car. Uh... Dongle fob? That's right. The government wants to equip us all with dongle fobs so we can track our movements. I'm on to you. Sir, while this hotline is funded by municipal taxes, I can assure you... Municipal? Oh, God. I never registered my lawnmower. You can't make me pigs. You'll never catch me. 811? Okay. I I think I got the fire down to a containable level. Can you come over now? Well, how containable are we talking here? Uh, mildly life-threatening? Nope. Call us back when it reaches inconvenient levels. Hello, 811. Hi. Uh... Speak up. This is 811. Hi. My girlfriend left me. Sir, I'm not sure we're equipped to find you a new girlfriend. I'm never going to find a new girlfriend. I'm going to end it all right now. I'm standing on the roof of my building and I'm going to jump. Is the building more than seven stories? It's 40 stories. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. Sir, I'm sorry, but that's a 911 matter. We're only here for lesser emergencies. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, no, no. The building is only four stories. So, like, you'd only break your leg if you jump? Yes, exactly. Please talk to me. I'm so lonely. We're getting a lot of that this evening. Hello, 811. Hi. I can't seem to get this. Jeez. Open. I think... Hang on a second. Hey, hey, Carl? Can can we handle hard-to-open cheese? Yeah, no, that's actually too trivial. Try 711. Hello, 811. Hi. Uh, I have an object. Is this a butt call? Um, maybe. Finally! 
That is what we do here. Now stay calm, sir. I know this can be embarrassing for you. First of all, is the object currently alive, dead, or inanimate? Uh, hypothetically, is the third one? No need for hypotheticals, sir. We're professionals. Tell you what, let me just read you off a list of common items and you cough when I get to the correct one. Bowling trophy. Bottle of hand sanitizer. Light bulb. <coughs> Was that a cough? Sort of. Oh. Uh, Christmas light, touch lamp, one of those standing Ikea lamps, uh, those twisty, energy-efficient bulbs. <laughs> Yikes. It's tangled around my colon. Tonight at 9 on Oh Man, Remember That Guy, a look back at the life of one of the most controversial figures of the 90s, Vanilla Dice Clay. To the extreme, I rock the mic like a motherfucking vandal. Word to your fucking mother, oh! Oh man, remember that guy? Tonight at 9 on SVN. Green Gasoline presents the incredible adventures of prominent crotch boy Jr. Brought to you by Green Gasoline. Friends, do you find your gasoline lacking in greenness? Did you know that over 90% of all gasoline sold on the market lacks in greenness, preferring a more threatening, clear, or dark clear color? Green Gasoline is the only gasoline that embraces its true greenness. I'm Prominent Crotch Boy Jr., and Green Gasoline really helps in my fight against evil. That's right, Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. Keep slapping those foreigners for America. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. In reality, wealthy young gadabout Pontius Crotchman. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. uses the ancient Middle Eastern techniques taught to him by his father, Prominent Crotch Boy Sr., in his never-ending quest to punch evil. Last time you'll recall, Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. had trapped an evil foreign spy in the chilly attic of his cursed manor. <sighs> Got to get out of here. Got to get these plans to my master, the Sphinx. Hold it right there, fiend. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. You thought you could get away from me with those plans you're holding in your right hand, eh? I'm afraid you were mistaken. Perhaps I was. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. But look what's in my other hand. Is that a gun? Indeed it is. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. Put it down and this law will go a lot easier for you. I'm not putting the gun down. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. Put that gun down. I'm firing the gun. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr. Don't fire that gun. Oh no, that pistol has projected a small metal slug using gunpowder and physics. I'd best dodge it thusly. Boo! You missed. I may have missed, but it's distracted you enough for me to escape. Stop escaping. A door. I can escape through this. Don't you escape through that door. I'm going through this door. Prominent Crutch Boy Jr. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Oh, I'll stop you. But how? Will the spy escape? What new threat may or may not lie beyond the door? Find out next week on The Adventures of Prominent Crutch Boy Jr. Brought to you by Green Gasoline. Governor Tarkin, I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Princess Leia, before your... Wait, say that again. Say what again? Is she speaking with a fake British accent? I think she is. I don't know what you're talking about. This is just the way I speak. <laughs> oh, God, oh dear. What? Oh, what? God, that's priceless. Say tomato. No, no. 
say aluminium. I don't have to stand here and take this. I'm a diplomat. I will be respected. <laughs> Bollocks. We locked six people in a house together and followed them around with cameras. But here's the catch. One of them is a robot. And the first contestant who discovers the identity of the non-human synthetic wins a cool million in cash. I didn't come here to make friends. Which roommate is the machine? Find out on Turing House. Coming this fall to SVN. Hello, my name is Jeremy Bailey. On Friday the 13th of June, 1997, my brain was swapped with that of the janitor at the high school where I used to teach. Since that time, I have not seen my family, my friends, or my wife. I lost my job, and am now forced to make ends meet begging outside of a local bus shelter. Won't you help me? Jeremy is just one of hundreds of Americans affected by Freaky Fridaying, or Annabelle Syndrome, as it is more commonly known, every year. While some learn important life lessons and a greater understanding of the plights of others, others are not so lucky. I barely knew that janitor. What the hell was I supposed to learn from him? That it's hard to clean the toilets? I know that. While Freaky Friday awareness was en vogue in the 1980s due to films such as Like Father Like Son, Vice Versa, and 18 Again, like all trendy causes, public interest soon waned. But the problem still continues. I don't understand what happened to my father. He hadn't acted normally in four years. He stopped going to work. He stopped talking. All he did was eat and sleep. Unfortunately, Catherine Henderson's father, Walter, woke up the morning of April the 13th, 2007, to find himself in the body of his beagle, Chester. After a series of humorous escapes, he was captured by the local representatives of the ASPCA and eventually put to sleep. Meanwhile, Chester, in the body of a human he did not understand, was fired from his highly technical job at a local computer company. His family fell on hard times and Chester was eventually committed. He died in the spring of 2010, drowned while attempting to drink out of a toilet. Freaky Fridaying affects hundreds of lives and thousands of families each year. With your generous donations, we are identifying swapped brains more quickly and teaching important lessons at a much faster rate. Please donate. Thank you. Watch me trick Fred out of his pebbles. Pebble cereal, get your pebble cereal here. Only five clams per box. Comes in two delicious flavors, fruity and cocoa. I'm just a caveman from the poorer family. Good morning, sir. Morning, mister. Say, would you like to... Uh, don't mind me, sir. I was just... Uh... Hang on a second. Barney, why are you wearing that terrible mammoth hair mustache? Oh, uh, you cut me fur and square, Fred. You was trying to steal my pebbles again, weren't you? Yep, that sure is what I was doing, Fred. Hang on a minute. You were walking right past me. What's your game, Rubble? I was, uh... Well, I was gonna steal your actual pebbles. I beg your pardon? Your daughter, Flintstone! You spend so much time selling this horrible cereal with her name on it, you've forgotten you have a daughter! Bon, what's the big idea? Fred, look at her! You can see her ribs! She hasn't eaten in a week, and she's covered in her own filth! But we are cavemen, Bonnie. Don't give me that shit, Fred! You're the modern Stone Age family, but look at you! You can't even take care of your own child. Wilma spends 18 hours a day sleeping and the rest of it in the bathtub with that little elephant with the really long trunk. Watch it, Rubble. Don't think we all don't know what she gets up to in there, Fred. And you, you stop going to lodge meetings. You haven't been to a bowling tournament and I don't know how long. Mr. Slate says he assumed you got buried under some rocks at the quarry weeks ago. They declared you dead, Fred. There's a grave marker with your hard hat on top of it at the bottom of that pit. Joe Rockhead puts flowers there every morning before he starts his shift. Really? Joe brings me flowers? And it's all because of this terrible cereal! Fred, 
You know that Cocoa Pebbles are just slightly odd-shaped Cocoa Krispies, right? And Fruity Pebbles turns your shit blue! You think the turtle toilet likes dealing with blue shit? Ah, it's a living. You stay out of this! Now listen, Fred. Either I take Pebbles to a good home where she'll be loved and cared for, or I can call Cave Protective Services. Those are your options. Honey, my... my Pebbles... Sarcastic Voyage is now proud to offer a version of the show in five and a quarter inch floppy disk form. Yes, for those of you pig-headed people who insist upon clinging to archaic, impractical technology, somehow insisting beyond all rationality that it's superior, we've got just the thing. Each 90-minute episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast comes preloaded on 106-notch double-sided diskettes. Three-and-a-half-inch discs not available because, hey, that sounds too digital, man. Send $10 in unrolled nickels to throw Backstick Voyage, Pueblo, Colorado. Offer not recommended for customers also purchasing Sarcastic Voyage refrigerator magnets. Hello? Bert! Oh, thank goodness, Bert, it's me! Ernie, where are you? You know what time it is. Not exactly, Bert. Usually when you ask that, I can yell out the window and ask the neighbors. Three in the morning, Ernie. Where are you? I'm downtown in a holding cell, Bert. You gotta come bail me out. There's been a horrible misunderstanding. What did you do, Ernie? Nothing, Bert. I met a guy on the corner. He sang me a catchy song, and before I knew it, I was in jail, Bert. I didn't even know we had police on Sesame Street. I never did pay attention to the people in our neighborhood. You gotta help me, Bert. Ernie, we don't live together anymore. You kicked me out when people started saying we were a couple. What do you call that owl you live with now? Oh, uh, Hoots, he wouldn't help me, Bert. He's not my buddy like you are, Bert. Please, I only get one phone call. You're the only one that can help me. I can't stay here, Bert. There are monsters. Oh, Ernie, don't exaggerate. I'm not, Bert. There are literally monsters here. The one they locked me up with has a serious chemical dependency problem. Cookie. Ernie, listen. You gotta start taking responsibility for your actions. You made it very clear you didn't want me around anymore. My bottle caps and paper clips were too boring for you. Oh, Bert, you know I was just fooling Bert. I'm sorry, Ernie. You made your bed. You're going to have to lie in it. My bed is crawling with twiddlebugs, Bert. Goodbye, Ernie. And now for a look at how the basement-dwelling subculture is spending their copious amounts of free time and their considerable disposable income, here's SVN's own Clarissa Bloom with an exclusive puff piece from the floor of the little... convention. <laughs> Clarissa... Jim, I'm reporting live from the 37th annual Warlockageddon, the third most popular science fiction and fantasy convention in North America. It turns out comic books aren't just for kids anymore. Bam! Pow! And this reporter took a little trip to this world of plus-sized man-children to uncover the secret identities of some would-be local heroes. First up is this gentleman, Mr. Walt Carnage. That's Carnage. Carnage. No, it's Carnegie. My parents changed it when they came to this country, and then they changed it again. Just now. Now it's Carnage. Uh-huh. And you're here to see Spider-Man? What? Hell no. I can't stand this neo-corporate bourgeois populist claptrap. I'm an artist. Really? What kind of art do you make? Oh, I haven't finished anything. A real artist doesn't do art. He feels art. Why are you here? It's ironic. Moving on. You, sir, you're dressed as a... a... panther? I'm Manimal! Uh, I'm Manimal? And you're dressed as some kind of... turkey? It's It's a a hawk! hawk. 
Oh. Gary, I specifically told you on Manime AOL that I was coming to this con in costume. I'm sorry, what is Manime AOL? Uh, only the number two Manimal website in the world. And once we take over, cut to the JonathanChase.com will be number one. Uh, yeah, I came here for black hole merchandise and personnel, only to find it criminally underrepresented. Where will the black holigans like myself go? I'm just here for the sci-fi panel on Croctopus versus Martika. I remember, I, I said George, I said George, the fans are going to want to see the original Boba Fett and the role he made great. You don't need any of this clone shit, you need me. 100% actual Fett. And he looked at me, and, and when George Lucas looks at you, he really looks at you, and he said, who are you? And I said, George, we can make this movie. You and me, George. And his security team tased me for 45 minutes. Hey, where's all the Krull stuff? Hi, I'm a podcaster, a Canadian subject, and the resident media expert on Captain Canuck. Did you know that Captain Canuck has the same powers as Captain America, only 45% more polite? And he solves his po- And he solves his problems using prayer. I'm Jesus H. Christ. Uh, haven't done anything new for a while. I'm just here with my usual entourage of hot Asian chicks just chillin'. No big deal. I'm Dr. Frankenstein. No, no, I'm not in costume. I'm the actual doctor. I'm looking for a human penis. Sir, we can't talk about those kinds of horrible sex acts on television. What? Dude, no, don't be gross. I just want to staple it to a corpse. You're yucky. I was looking for Jesus, but I guess he left. Seriously? No Cleopatra 2525 merchandise? Nothing? What kind of a rinky-dink, dinky-roo, stinky-poo, where was I going with this? That's right, I created Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four, and the Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's funny, because I created all those guys, and the Silver Cypher. And I regularly beat Jack Kirby liberally about the head and neck with a rubber pipe. You're a goddamn liar. I hit him with my belt. And I threatened to have Steve Ditko reported to the House Un-American Activities Committee. I told John Romita that if he didn't work faster, I'd force feed him John Romita Jr. Now, sir, they tell me you're dressed as Hollow Man. Sir? Hello? And what are you dressed as? I'm an amalgam of a number of bear-related characters. Ursa Major from the Marvel Comics, Yogi Bear, the Bandstein Bears, Kizzy Fur, and of course, Smokey. You're standing uncomfortably close to me. I, uh, I skipped lunch. You smell delicious. Oh, no. Not again. <laughs> Welcome to the 37th Annual Warlockageddon, the third most popular science fiction and fantasy convention in North America. Everyone having a good time? Glad to hear it. I know you're all excited to hear from our guest. His work's been adapted for both stage and screen and been reprinted in over 60 languages. He's written over 40 novels, including the modern classic Crimson Blade Cycle, and he's here tonight to answer your questions. Ladies, gentlemen, Crimson Knights of all ages, the man you're here to see, Patrick L. Rissman. 
Uh, hello, everyone. Now there are a lot of you, and I'm sure you've all got a lot of questions, so let's let's get started. Uh, yes, you. Patrick, it's an absolute honor to be here with you today. Oh, my, no. The honor is all mine. Thank you. Uh, I was just wondering if we'll be seeing any appearances by the Sisterhood of the Outer Circle in Book 12. Ah, uh, well... Of course, I can't reveal anything here, but I know the Circle has a lot of fans here. And let's just say they won't be disappointed. Next, uh, yes, you in the quite excellent Radigan costume. Yes, um, I was just wondering if there's any truth to the rumor that Tarek is gay. Oh, yeah, I've... I've heard this theory, but of course the Ferelians have no gender, so I've always felt the point rather moot, don't you? Uh, next. Um, Mr. Risman, where do you get your ideas? Oh, I steal them from old Harlan Ellison stories. Oh, shit. I fucking know it! Ladies and gentlemen, the fun continues at this, the 37th annual Warlock Again, the third most popular... yeah. So, are you guys pumped? Fantastic. Our next guest... Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a doozy. That's, that's what it says here. You might remember him as precocious scamp Timmy Tompkins from the 1985 to 1991 Smash TV hit Galactic Adventures. He went on to play a number of troubled teens and young adults in various TV movies into the 90s. Wait. Remember Galactic Adventures? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, I'm more of a fantasy fan, obviously. If it, if it doesn't have wizards, orcs, and dragons in it, why bother, you know, right? Well, obviously. But uh, everyone watched Galactic Adventures. Oh. Well, this guy's coming up on stage now. I... I don't recognize him at all, man. Remember the really painfully uninteresting kid character? The the one who wore that propeller beanie and wore those awful striped shirts and short pants? Oh, God, yeah. With those giant lollipops? Now you're remembering. The, that one was like a ridiculous attempt to appeal to the pedophiles in the audience. Yeah, I got it now. I know who this is. OMG, bitches! I'm in your con talking to all your guys. This place is so epic when I brought my D20s! Hey, winter is coming, right guys? I can ask Cheeseburger! I want to go to there! <laughs> Chocolate rain? Yeah, come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, Will Wheelan's down the main conference hall anyway. One fine day, a very long time ago, last Friday I believe, Christopher decided to go out for a walk in the woods. Good gracious, I certainly do enjoy an afternoon stroll. Christopher had been walking in the woods for quite a time when he saw the most unusual sight down by the old stout willow tree. Why it's some sort of small pinkish creature, what a thing. Startled, the great boar reared upon its hind hooves, steam flowing from its furious nostril, its blood-red eyes reflecting the fury of Hades itself, and galloped into the dark wood to commit unspeakable acts of desperate hunger. There he goes, over the hill. His pulse barely stirring above its normal rate, Christopher regarded the incident with a tilt of his head and moved onward. Hello, more happenings. At that time, an emaciated rabbit stumbled nervously from the nearby foliage. Hello, rabbit, isn't that you? 
Just then, a great owl swooped down from out of the gray sky, catching the terrified little rabbit in its razor-sharp talons. Christopher further observed the owl's sharp beak plunging into the rabbit's soft underbelly, tearing up long, bloody strips of flesh and eating them with every sign of great relish. What a lot of blood for such a small rabbit! Growing bored with the tedium of nature, Christopher resolved to return home, only to find that he was now rather turned around. Oh dear! I appear to have become quite lost. The boy walked for hours in one direction, hoping to come upon some sign of civilization, when he came at last to a rickety bridge over a river of violent and treacherous rapids. What luck! A man-made structure! And upon the bridge stood an old donkey. Hello, old donkey. Perhaps I can ride you to safety. But alas, the old donkey was overcome by depression and hurled itself into the raging river below. That was unexpected. And so Christopher wandered deeper and deeper into the foreboding wood. The dark skies that had threatened to snow for so long split, dropping white flakes on the gray earth. I had best find shelter soon or I shall surely perish, alone and unloved in this wilderness. Christopher came upon an old bent oak tree, heavy with age and black from lightning strikes. Deep-set claw marks of undeterminate origin ran about the base of the great tree. Looks safe. At that time, quite without warning, Christopher was violently mauled by a ferocious bear. And that was the last time Christopher Robin ever visited the Hundred Acre Wood. We were somewhere around Applebee's on the edge of the strip mall when the herbal remedies began to take hold. My mom had given me $300 in cash, most of which was already spent on extremely dangerous supplements. The trunk of the car looked like a mobile GNC. We had two bags of St. John's wort, five sheets of high-powered bee pollen, a salt shaker half full of echinacea, some cat's claw, flaxseed, and horse chestnut, a whole galaxy of multicolored acai berries, aloe vera, and eucalyptus leaves, valerian root and rose hips, and also a quart of Siberian ginseng, a quart of milk thistle, a case of beetroot, a pint of raw ginkgo biloba, and two dozen tabs of prickly pear extract. The only thing that really worried me was the echinacea. There is nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible than a man in the depths of an echinacea binge. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious, unregulated supplement collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. No one ever expects to need a lawyer, especially not in the highly self-contained world of clowning. Pagliacci and Sons is here to help. I expect to take a pie in the face in this line of work. Who doesn't? But not a piping hot just out of the oven pie. My face, and consequently my livelihood, was ruined. But Pagliacci and Sons helped me get a nice cash settlement for my suffering. Auto accidents are terrifying enough, but imagine being in one with 25 of your friends and co-workers in the car with you. Hard enough to get out of the vehicle in time, but then the airbag goes off and... Well, do you know what it's like to get a red nose full of burning Frightwig fumes? I hope to God that you don't. My life will never be the same, but Pagliacci and Sons helped me find justice and closure at least. Stop that. Sorry. Pagliacci and Sons specializes in all manner of clown-related litigation, from our recent class action settlement with Ajax Seltzer to the landmark decision about lead-based grease paint. Pagliacci and Sons is here to help you. Nobody sings send in the lawyers, but maybe they should. Pagliacci and Sons. Just because you've devoted your life to comedy, that doesn't mean that you're safe from tragedy.
Gentlemen, this has been a disastrous few years for Silverdale advertising. Right on the heels of the frankly disastrous McDonald's campaign, Double Cheeseburger, I'd Hit It, we had Perkins' ill-conceived slogan for Dick's Hoagies, which went, Shove a hot dick in your mouth and feel the warm mayonnaise ooze down your throat. I thought that painted a pretty good mental picture myself. They're quite proud of their signature in-house mayonnaise. Yes, well, it did paint a picture, Perkins. You're absolutely spot on about that. It was a picture so vivid the FCC fined us $40,000, which we tried to pay with a check from Dick's, but it bounced because they withdrew their funding. Oh man, Dick's pulled out? <sighs> Shut up! You people in your utter obliviousness are going to drive this firm to ruin, especially you, Perkins. I'm hereby implementing a new emergency policy. From now on, any and all advertising slogans you come up with must run past this 12-year-old boy. Sup, losers. Sir, surely you can't- Perkins, I swear to Christ, I will come into your home while you're sleeping, and I will cut your throat with a knife! Sorry, sir. And just so there's no confusion as to how things are going to work now, throw whatever idea you're currently working on at little... Dylan. At little Dylan here. <laughs> little Dylan's in my pants, dude. Big Dylan's up here. Right. Now, let's hear those ideas. Okay, well, I've been working on a campaign for Tootsie Rolls. It's a visual piece, but I brought the drawings with me. See the two Tootsie Pops at the bottom with a single Tootsie Roll at the top create a visual effect of... A wang. What? You made a cock and balls out of candy. Next. Mine's for that file sharing service, Dropbox. They wanted me to stress the ease of use, the hands-on philosophy of their support team, and the large amount of space they give you. So I've got, get a hand or two inside our box. Yeah, no. Next. <sighs> Go on, Perkins. I don't know, sir. This kid's pretty good. Yes, I know he's good. I hired him. He can see things that none of us can see as though his very sight were guided by the gods of ancient themselves. He's privy to obtuse and perverse visions of abstract beauty and horror to which we as mortals are not. Now... What are you working on, Perkins? Get on with it, or as those very gods are my witnesses, I will gut you like a sheep before this gifted but innocent 12-year-old boy and this entire conference room of your trusted colleagues. Okay. All right. Deep breath. It's, uh... Get on with it! Okay, well, uh, as you know, sir, we've been dealing with that luggage company out of Ohio for a while now. Uh, they wanted to emphasize the fact that even though their luggage is quite bulky, it's also surprisingly lightweight. So I have... <clears throat> Cleveland steamers won't leave you pooped. Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. You've reached the voicemail of SVFM 97.7, all hit 98. We're off the air, otherwise unavailable to take your call at this time. We can only assume some dire apocalypse has befallen our world, and you're calling us from the safety of an underground bunker or ditch. Or else Mikey after midnight skipped out for one of his Toyota Corolla booty calls. Please leave your message after the tone. Hi there, this is former President Jimmy Carter. I'm returning a call from your promotions director about a ribbon-cutting event down at the Pump and Poop. As it happens, I have an opening in my schedule, and I would be happy to do this appearance in exchange for six SVFM key rings and a cooter in the bear fart machine. My daughter Amy just loves the fart machine, so, uh... Holla back, I guess. See ya! This is Winchester Nairus Colos Bar. Say, I'll be 
This is Florence Bosball calling in regards to your morning program, this cootie and the boff. My son, Jonathan, heard the filthiest two entertainers broadcast on your airwaves, airwaves that my tax dollars pay for, incidentally, and he suffered considerable mental anguish. I didn't even know you could say the word lesbian on the radio. I demand that these two be removed from your station immediately. And what's that, honey? Oh, all right. And my son would like one show-me-your-tits t-shirt. Size medium, please. Hello, this is Walt Carnage. I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening to your 99 Luftba hits of the 80s countdown. But I'm doing it ironically. That music sucks and so does your station. I hated you before it was cool, then I loved you because it wasn't. It's complicated. I'm an artist. Shut up. Irony, that's why. Hey, would you like to buy a monkey? Hello, this is Hans Obergruber from the Wiener House. We usually call you around Labor Day to start organizing our annual Rocktoberfest event. But, uh, well, the economy is not so great and we are thinking maybe we could do a second event. Something like that. Roculi? I don't know you're the creative guy. All I know is we're watching a lot of schnitzel go bad around here. That might not happen if we had a t-shirt cannon or two around the place. I'm just saying it. Uh, call us. Hi, this is... Well, never mind who I am. It's not important. I'm calling about the accursed McBurgundy's commercial you've been playing since approximately 1978. After the 300th time being implored to try what I think they called gristle-fried tater tots, I finally caved and ventured forth to purchase some. Uh, you know that disclaimer at the end of that says, available at participating McBurgundy's restaurants? No McBurgundy's restaurant in this area is participating. Not one! How dare you run a terrible commercial for a horrible product that I couldn't even buy if I wanted to! You fools! Hello, this is Pierre von Frankbob, the world-renowned mushroom physicist. I'm returning a call from your news department regarding the recently discovered Higgs boson particle. I would be happy to come on your little show and explain the importance of this fascinating piece of made-up gibberish. Oh shit, did I say that out loud? Hi, this is Iron Glass. I was just wondering why you don't air my show on your station. Is it my voice? Because listen, people love my voice. I'm an erudite intellectual. Also, I need like 10 bucks. Can you help a brother out? When are you going to fucking play Cheers of a Clone? I requested it a month ago. Cunts. Look it, where's my loofah? Yeah, uh, hi, this is Tarek from the Savings and Loan down the street. You guys really need to do something about your dog. He was barking and barking and causing a ruckus and a mess all last night. What am I, Tarek, the king of the bank, to do exactly? Uh, this is former President Bill Clinton. I was calling about the public appearance thing, but then I heard you guys called Carter first. Can't believe you'd consider that sad one-termer before me. I'd even do it for nothing. Well, I mean, except for that sweet fart machine. But I'm sure you got a whole prize closet full of those suckers. Ain't nothing funnier than a fart machine, am I right? Hello, I'm Mr. Darcy, incorrigible bachelor, for whom all the ladies swoon. I just called to say how sexy I am and invite you all to visit my fancy love tent. 
Hello, I'm Zocopolis, the medicine man and shaman for a small tribe of villagers in the intricate series of sewers beneath your radio station. We've dwelled in darkness before man set foot upon this isle, and we would all really like to hear Jesse's girl, please. Yeah, do you guys buy used comics? I got a box of spawns from 1993, all mint in those plastic bag things. I might also have a couple dozen copies of X-Force 1 if you don't keep me waiting. Hi, oh, this is Tucker, the head without a body, and I was just sitting here thinking how much it would fill me with joy to hear Afternoon Delight on this fine day. Oh, actually, now I want to hear One Fine Day. Hello, this is George Dracunius. I run a hot dog stand outside the sports stadium there. I, I was wondering if you might be interested in sponsoring some kind of hot dog eating contest with my stand. The contest would be fixed, you see, because my hot dogs are at least 65% sawdust by volume, and the human mouth can't handle more than 30% sawdust, so we clean up on profits. Call me, George Dracunius, hot dogs, sawdust, call. Yeah, hi, I have a question. Uh, what exactly is one supposed to do if one has the entirety of a broken bottle shoved into one's foot? Uh, I am asking for a friend. Yeah, I know. I am asking. Howdy, this is a Texas businessman. I'm calling to inform y'all that we're a planet to bulldoze your station. If you can't raise one million dollars by midnight, we're fixing to replace SVFM with a youth center to help inner city kids with their basketball skills and teach them to give a care. Good luck raising the money, suckers. Now at McBurgerty's, try our new gross salad. We start with an unwashed handful of slimy lettuce, throw in a few cucumbers that were too pathetic to make it as pickles, and top it all off with some shredded orange matter that might or might not be carrots. The new gross salad, slathered in our new salty jalapeno garlic mayo sauce to help choke it down. Now for a limited time at McBurgerty's. This collection of sketches from Sarcastic Voyage starred Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Christy Brannan, Joseph Ravenson, Matt Robotham, Nicole Santora, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, Jason Wallace, and Ron Algar-Watt. Special thanks to original performers Gav Brown, Chris Coleman, Mallory Duval, Dave Fields, Jesse Schutz, and Dirk Walker. It was written by Gav Brown, Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Ron Algar-Watt. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2011, 2012, and 2016. Well, I guess Bert's just not coming to get me. I guess no one's coming to get me. What's that? A la peanut butter sandwiches! <laughs> <coughs> Holy cow, the wall just disappeared! Hey, you're Mumford the Magician! That's right, my boy, we're breaking you out of here! Who's we? Forgetful Jones and his forgotten Muppet Commandos! Oh, wow! There's Don Music and Simon the Sound Man! We had to spring you before you sang like a... And Betty Lou! I'm Prairie Dawn! Uh-huh. And, uh, oh wow, Roosevelt Franklin! I always wondered what happened to you. Sup, Cracker? Now, come on, boy. Climb on to Buckley, then. We'll ride off into the sunset. Really? I thought for sure this was going to end in some horrible dark way. Yeah, Al wrote an ending like that, but it made him cry. Oh, jeez, what a pussy. <laughs>